Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. My guest today is Jonavi Goldstein. Does it sound a little echoey in here? It might. I am in an uh, office on the other side of my apartment. I switched offices. This is not carpeted, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why I, I got to get some acoustics going in the, uh, in the old studio here. But big changes going on at the Siegel household. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail. But I had to take care of the home front, and that is the reason why this episode is a little bit late. I like to be on schedule, so I apologize to the regular listeners out there that this is a little late. And uh, I try not to let that happen, but uh, some circumstances beyond my control, uh, some personal stuff. Uh, everything's okay. Everything's fine. But um, just uh, had to do a little moving. So here I am in the echoey office. If you feel that this sounds annoying, or that I sound annoying, or that I sound great, or you have any ideas or uh, ideas for guests or anything you want to say about the show, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from listeners. Our website is, of course, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there. Uh, click on the links to all our social media there's little uh, icons. You can click on the links to Facebook, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us on all these things because I need more uh, followers. Like me, do whatever you can. Sounds a little desperate, doesn't it? Love me. <laughs> but uh, click like, do what you can. And if you're on iTunes, which there is a link, uh, why don't you give us a good rating? That's always nice. Helps people find the show. Always a cool thing. My guest today is Jonavi Goldstein, who was on the show uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, I usually like to have a little more time uh, between guests, but Jonavi has been very busy. She uh, traveled for a few months uh, throughout Europe and also went to uh, Bali afterwards and was going to spend a few months in Asia and then contracted dengue fever in Bali. And that sounds painful, but... You're going to hear it in her own words. She's a lawyer and former comedian, big travel junkie, and she's not going to let a little thing like dengue fever, a possibly deadly disease, keep her from seeing the world. Well, maybe parts of the world now, but let her tell you all about it. Please welcome Jonna V. Goldstein. So, Jonavi, welcome back. Thank you. You've been a very busy person, a very busy traveler, and a very ill traveler. We're <laughs> going to get to that a little later. But in the last, I, I'm trying to remember when you were here. Was it a year ago? Two, a year and a half? I think it was about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, in that time, name all the countries and places you've been. Orange County? No, I'm Ooh, kidding. wow. I took off in October over to Europe. Do you really want the whole list? Do you want just some of my favorite places? Um, wow. How long is the list? Listen, look, look at you. <laughs> Do you want the whole list? 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to make you try to remember. I started out in Paris and I went to, I'm trying to remember the exact order now, went to Belgium. This is all on your own, nothing to do with work. You're just checked out. This is all on my own. At one point, I did go to Switzerland for work while, while I was over there. But yep, just decided basically I had been settled. I'm still working. And then my place where I was living down in Hermosa was going to get torn down. And to make room for the mini mansion. And uh, yep. so I was like, you know what? I have to pack up all my stuff anyway. Okay. And apartments in LA are expensive. I'm just going to put my stuff in storage and go somewhere. And I've been wanting to travel again for a while, but I've also, I wanted to go with somebody else. I wanted to, and I was like, you know what? I can't, if I wait for all the, you know, proper conditions, I'm never going to go travel. So put my stuff in storage and took off and had miles, got a one-way ticket to Paris. I've often said that. I always say that on the show, that if you wait for someone to go with, you'll never go. Exactly. So, yeah. So you did the right thing. Thank you. Okay. I feel so, better now. So it was more, was it like this work-related as well? I mean, did you like, did you have a break in work and going, you know what, I need to leave work as no, well? No. So I've been working the whole time. I, You're a lawyer. I'm a lawyer and I'm very lucky. I get to work while I'm abroad, assuming that there's internet, which is... <laughs> Which is lacking in Europe. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think. Believe, no, yeah, of all places. So the, you're telling me I go to like the deepest, darkest India, I'll get better Wi-Fi service? than I think so. I think so. I don't know. It was so challenging. I don't know if it's because I was there in winter and like the cold was somehow freezing the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but... Was it a matter of like you just uh, were in places that charged you for Wi-Fi? It's not that they didn't have it, but not they just, even it that, wasn't just free? the quality of it. Like you, you would get on and it would drop off and I'd be trying oh, to have wow. a business call on Skype and it would be cutting off every second. And Or that also staying in hostels or staying in certain places. There'd only be internet in the public shared area, which oftentimes would turn into a crazy bar with German techno at night. Yeah, really professional to have your lawyer Skyping. <laughs> right, from, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, things like that are, <laughs> or, you know, the few times, again, this, a lot of this is because I was staying in hostels and I like to punish myself that way. But, you know, you couldn't stay in the room to work because the weird Romanian people were busy having sex in the bunk beneath mm, you, you know, things, things like that. So, wait, so wait, okay, back it up here. So you have to be patient with me because I haven't been in a hostel in probably over 20 years. So um, you are 30? Uh, yes, we're going to go with that. Okay. No, the fact You're of, in your 30s. The fact of the matter is that I'm 36. Okay, you were, were you one of the older yes. people in the... It's, My big that, travel epiphany is that I am officially too old to yeah, stay you at that point. It is done. It was... Yes, it, it is done. I think that hit me once when I, the last one I stayed in was in Australia. And I was literally, I think... And this was like I was maybe 28... Right. 29, and I was still like the oldest. I looked around. I was the oldest guy there, and I went, ah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be, hey, pops, I don't want to be that guy. You it's know? just weird. And I feel like, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I look young enough that people don't instantly think, oh, there's the old sure. creepy lady no, in the yeah, hospital. I would buy that. But I'd be having dinner with some people I met, and you know, I'm 36, and they'd be complaining about like the creepy 37-year-old in their room, <laughs> and I would just be cringing inside, like, you know, oh, if, oh, if you knew. So that was, that was my big oh, yeah. travel epiphany, and I, I feel like there needs to be a hostel for older people. I'd take it. You know, not for the senior citizens, but for sort of that... 35 to 45 range where maybe you 
pay the extra you have on your own, but you have that social interaction yeah. of a hostel. Um, yeah, I do miss that. I do. The, the, they were great for traveling solo because exactly. you would meet so many people. Right. You know, and there'd always be someone to go out with at night or something like that. that. And there's a lot of great activities, too. Middle-age hostels. I think Middle-age we got a market here. New, new business. This, this is not a bad idea, actually. Um, I, you know, that's, and, and some hostels, it was so insulting. They cut you off at 35. It's like Kentucky oh, tours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have to show your ID? You have to like, show your you passport. Got carded, you got carded at the door. And so. Too old. Sorry. <laughs> you have to be over under this high to ride the ride. You know, weird things like I, I made a great friend and I said, well, you know, come over and visit LA. You would love LA. And he was like, oh, I will. But I'm waiting till I turn 21 so I can drink uh. there. And I was just like, oh gosh, I'm so old. Mm. Okay, so you're going through, you started in Paris. I started in Paris. And then where, did you stay in uh, in big major cities or did you ever venture off into... For the most part, I did the big cities. Um, just as far as finding things and getting around. Yeah, I, the cities are easy. You need to hop part. on the train. Did you do the URL pass thing? I did not. I looked into it. I don't think it's necessarily worthwhile. I found that flying throughout Europe was cheaper than taking the train a lot of times. Oh, did you do a lot of the easy jets and Ryanair? I did Airs? a lot of easy jets, no Ryanair, oh. some Wow Air. Wow. Wow Air. Wow. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> taken them yet. Uh, you know, they get to charge you for water. Oh, yeah. They charge you for everything. But overall, it was still cheaper than, than right. the train travel. It's a good a deal if you don't have a, a lot of luggage, you know, because they will measure and weigh your luggage. Yes. And they'll nickel and dime you for everything. And for, for sure, for a short flight, it's not bad. Yeah. Not Anything bad. longer than two hours? No. It's, so. it's rough. It's rough. But I chose the flights over like the sleeper trains or, yeah. or things like that. And I still had to check my, my luggage. I've never made it to the point where I can... <laughs> being a girl with long hair, I just can't get my toiletries down to the level of a <laughs> carry-on bag. <laughs> okay. So you, do you travel with your own uh, hair dryer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's but one of those little tiny, travel tiny one. ones. And yeah, I yeah. have traveled without it. And I look back at all my pictures and so regretted it. I was like, you know what? There's something else I can leave behind. But okay. So okay. I'm one of those. Right. <laughs> and how many different kinds of uh, conditioners and you know, oh, product? Me. How much product are we talking? Hey, I did very well. I still, I mean, I had a small bag. I had to check it, but. Okay. Not I a backpack. Well. You weren't backpacking. You, were, you had an actual luggage? So technically, my bag turns into a backpack. It has, you know, roll, like okay. wheels, but it turns into a backpack. Never once used that. Always just wheeled it around. But sometimes in those, especially in Europe, those cobblestone streets and everything, yeah. it's not so easy to roll your bags. And I saw some of them are even outlawing roller bags. Really? Because they're so loud on the streets. They should outlaw selfie sticks before they outlaw roller oh, bags. Yeah. <laughs> last uh, media trip, I, uh, last couple um, for Jet Set Extra, they loaned me some equipment, like a GoPro and mm-hmm. a, like a little handheld. And they gave me all this stuff, like a, a stand and then a selfie stick. And I still haven't been comfortable with using the selfie stick. I just like, I just feel like a complete asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> selfie sticks were everywhere. Yes. It was insane. I'm surprised they let you on the plane with them because they can, you know, yeah. it's a little weapon. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So you start in Paris. From Paris to where? I went up to Belgium. I went to Bruges. Still have not been. Oh my gosh. Bruges was amazing. Yeah? It was just the cutest, cutest town. It looks town. cool. It, well, and here's the thing too. Let me just preface all of this. Is I went in winter to Europe. And 
I live in LA. Interesting choice. I don't do rain. I can't handle cold. That's why I was on sale, probably. That's why you <laughs> I got did. the deal. I did. I flew there for only 20,000 miles. Yeah, that's why you got the deal. So all of this was, you know, interesting. I got to experience the Christmas markets. Oh, yeah. I've which seen was awesome. pictures of those, yeah. And, and snow and stuff. But a lot of my traveling, I think how much I enjoyed cities directly correlated to how cold it was or <laughs> at what gear I had at that point. Right. Because I went over, you know, with my Kate Middleton little L.A. wool coat, which did not cut it. No. I went to Iceland in that and Iceland. a pair of like fashion boots and climbed a glacier. What, oh, my God. What month were you in Iceland? I was there in November. Wow. So, like, how much daylight are we talking in November? It got light about 10 a.m. and got dark around 3.34. So, it was limited. So, I've never been to Iceland. It's on my list. Tell me about it. What, uh, what surprised you about Iceland? What didn't surprise you? You know, I didn't know much. I'd read a book about the mayor of Reykjavik. And so, I knew slightly about the political system and he actually had been a stand-up comedian and ran as a joke when their whole banking economy collapsed in 2008 and ended up winning and then doing an amazing job (laughs) and so i'd read a little bit about that but I, i went i wanted to go see the northern lights that was my main reason for going okay and aside from the fact that i was poorly dressed and too cold it was such an interesting place i really recommend it and the people were awesome they were so smart and funny everyone obviously speaks english just great people it's uh it's small too it's like the size of ohio or something right it was pretty small and reykjavik's the main and that's only like two hundred thousand people or three hundred thousand or something reykjavik i I don't remember but yeah it's small yeah i mean the whole population is small and they i did a walking tour there and the guy was great and I think it was sort of a joke, but sort of not. But they actually have a website where you can go to check how you're related to someone you meet just to sort of avoid those uncomfortable incest situations. Oh, because right. everyone is so related yes. to one another. I, I saw a science article about that because there were geneticists were trying to use them for or mapping the, the genomes or something okay. because their bloodlines are so kind of pure right. that they can kind of pinpoint like a lot of stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, we're distant cousins. This guy looks, yeah. Um, but uh, like really expensive, super expensive. It was very expensive. Getting there wasn't that bad. Yeah, there's always deals. Icelandic Air yeah. or um, what's the other one? Maybe like SAS or one of those right. Norwegian so Air. Nor- I flew Norwegian and yeah, they'll do wow. a lot of deals. And great deals there. And actually, accommodation wasn't that bad. But a lot of the activities are expensive. And then, of course, food and alcohol. So you see all these British guys who've bought, you know, like 10 bottles on duty free of their gin and stuff to bring with them. But the I was a little bit hungry there. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. And it is definitely not a vegetarian fish, right? A lot of fish. They eat horse yeah they eat like puffins like basically island you got to do what you got to do yeah basically if it's like adorable or endangered they're gonna eat it like that's the whale did you see whale at whale they have fermented shark that's sort of the delicacy um see i'd be uncomfortable with that it was just it was because i like sharks and whales but i will say i went horseback riding there they have a special breed of horses um, that are very pure bloodlines they actually have an extra gait they were awesome and went horseback riding and then the guide was like, you know, here we eat our horses. And 
And but I really appreciate this. He said, you know, like everywhere else in the world, we eat our horses. Only here, we're honest about it. Yeah. And, yeah right. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And they have special horses. Maybe they're delicious. I have maybe, no idea. maybe I've never so, eaten horse meat. I've eaten a lot of crazy stuff, but for some reason, I've never. Yeah. It's not as common as you think. I mean, certain. I know in France you can get it. It was big in Belgium too. Belgium, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a French but, thing. Maybe it's a French speaking thing. <laughs> But yeah, Bruges was awesome. Just a very cute, quaint, and then climbed the bell tower. I felt yeah. like I was in the, Saw movie, the movie, of course. Yeah. Right. I heard, was it Ghent or Genk? It was one of those. Ghent. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yes. I so I was there and actually a friend in Texas put me in touch with a friend of a friend over there who lived basically in the middle of Ghent in Antwerp. And this lovely family... And they took me in for the weekend wow. with their you know, young daughter. And they drove me around and showed me Ghent and Antwerp. And I tasted these special Belgium cordials. And so, yeah, I got to see those cities. And it was great to have that experience and so kind of them. Yeah, it's awesome. So in the dead of winter, you're heading north. <laughs> yeah. You keep going north. So you go to Iceland. Did you go into Scandinavia as well? I didn't. It was too expensive. It's really. I yeah. just. I couldn't. Couldn't do it. I got the flight to Copenhagen coming up, and it was like, that's oh, a great deal. But now that when I think I get there, it's like, You're oh right. no, because I really want to go into. I've never been to Norway, and Oslo is like the most expensive city in the world. I think officially now. I had a layover in Oslo because I flew from Iceland to Germany. Okay. And I got a piece of pizza, Pizza Hut pizza. It was seventeen dollars <laughs> after the conversion. No, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And, well, they have a lot of money there. They're oil rich. Well, I know. It's the oil money, but still. It was oh, ins- just insane. So, But yeah, Iceland was great. I mean, there's so much outdoor stuff. There's oh, yeah. the glaciers, the volcanic activity, the hikes. Did you go to the big outdoor pools? I did. I went to the, the Blue Lagoon. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. And when I, I was disappointed. I had what they call a technical sighting of the Northern Lights, which means that you've seen enough northern lights that you don't get to go again for free on the on the northern light hunting tour. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's, it's it's a tour. You can't just walk outside your building and see it. Except for very few times, you have to go where it's dark. So you okay. have to either I'll take a bus or a boat and go out to see them. And they move around. It's not taking over the whole sky. And you know, companies specialize in tracking them and, and hunting them. Oh, okay. And so usually, if you go, you don't see them. You get to go again till you see them. But I had a technical sighting. You could see the lights, but it wasn't the amazing, you know, dancing no, that's, vision. That, how much was to go? I think it was about $99. Oh. I mean, everything there, you know, unless you, I think in summertime you could rent a car and explore some more on your own. But I enjoyed the tours, but I think I spent more in my one week in Iceland than I did the entire next month. <laughs> Are the thermal baths in the blue lagoon are those you have to pay to go into as well it was like 50 dollars. oh my god so everything they charge for everything yeah they take credit cards everywhere there though which is awesome another pet peeve with europe is like a lot of countries won't take your credit card well what do you no? they won't they it's got to have the chip it has to have have the the chip card yeah yeah all of that but so you don't have one with the See, the newer ones I've gotten, I'll I have I called them. my credit card companies, and they said they don't have them yet, that they're in the process of switching over, but it wasn't a product offering. Yeah, we're way behind on it. I know. Like, when I pull mine out, and they're like, oh, oh you have to sign for it. They're like, this disappointment. When I was in London, right. they're like, oh, I got to get a pen. Well, you can't they just... use it at the ticket kiosk. You have to go to a person. Yeah, right? yeah. Then they were just like, they'd roll their eyes like, oh, <laughs> you have to sign for it. Those Americans. Oh, God. And you think we would be on the, you know, it's banking. You think we would be on right. the cutting edge of spending right. money. <laughs> so, okay, you get up there. And so you went from Iceland, you go to Germany. 
I with did. your seventeen dollar slice of pizza, and then you right, right. Where like Hamburg? I went to Amsterdam first before I went up to Iceland. I have a feeling when from Copenhagen, I might end up there eventually. Amsterdam. It's been like twenty five years since I've been there. I almost skipped it. I went when I was fourteen, I think. Yeah, I went when I was you know saw and Frank and did all that, and and yeah. I. Don't smoke pot. I'm not a big partier. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to Amsterdam because that's such the reputation <laughs> right, that right. it had to me. I'm so glad I went. It was such an amazing place. One of my favorite cities I went to. Just beautiful. Again, the people were amazing. So what do you do if you're not uh, drinking and smoking? <laughs> you walk around. You get lost in the canals. You want boat rides. I spent in Prostitutes? The... Yes. You, you I do that. a lot of that. Sure. Um, Made some extra money to fund my... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Iceland, you know, drained you. You got to make it back somehow. I spent all day one day in the public library in Amsterdam. So if you go, you have to check it out. I know that sounds lame, but it's a really new modern building. And 10 stories, they have a live radio show they broadcast. It, It's just amazing. A cafe. It was the coolest place. Yeah. And, and Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. Of course. Yes, That's why you're course. there. Of no. course. But just really, really neat and... I, I loved it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So how long did you spend there? I was in Amsterdam about seven days. Okay. Okay. So then you're making your way. And then uh, Iceland. I'm looking at my mental map. Well, I, went to, I went to Amsterdam. I'm sorry. Before Iceland. Okay. And then you zipped over. And, and then, then I flew to Berlin. Okay. Awesome town. Very fun. Awesome town. Again, one of my, my top. It's a very hot, uh, popular town right now. Yeah. And, you know, people had said, oh, Berlin's not beautiful or aesthetically pleasing like Paris or whatnot. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. And all of the street art and, of course, like the east side wall and the Berlin Wall. And I loved it. And I had such a good experience where I was reminded of people are good. And yeah. and I lost my – here's this shows that I'm 36. I still carry a checkbook. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like something my grandma does. <laughs> and I lost my checkbook. Between who are you writing checks to? Well, you're, I don't know. I just had it. What are you doing with a checkbook? I like to balance my stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but yes, I shouldn't have brought the checks. That was a poor packing decision. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And so you had to. You lost it. So now I you got to call your bank. I lost it. I lost it between the airport and my hostel on the U-Bahn, and I was just like, oh gosh, because all my bank accounts are linked to it, credit cards, just a disaster, and. Didn't want to deal with it, sort of put it off for a day or two and was just like overwhelmed by not having any money in Europe. And I get an email at my comedy website email address. Now, like I was telling you, I've been taking an indefinite hiatus from comedy for a while and especially while traveling. Mm -hmm. So I even thought about, should I take down my comedy website? Or I was like, no one even goes to it. It doesn't hurt it sitting there. And get this email to the website address. And it's from this German guy who found my checkbook on the U-Bahn, had the like wherewithal to Google my name, find my website, find this email address for wow. me, email me, say, I can come return your checkbook to you, which he did, met me near my hostel, returned my checkbook to me, wanted nothing, did not touch any of the checks, was just like a kind, amazing person. Right. So that was, That's I great. was just like, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it also helps that you have a very unique name. Yes, I mean, John like, Goldstein is how, easy to Google. How many find. of those did you find <laughs> on the internet? Yeah, I think you're about the only one. Um, well, that's a good story. Yeah, that's, restored some faith in your humanity. In humanity, yes. In humanity, <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> well, because you know we have a history there. Um, did you stay in Berlin? I stayed in Berlin, and 
went all over. I spent a lot of time actually at the Berlin Apple store, unfortunately. Oh, no. Because that's where my computer decided to flip out. But they worked me through it. And at one point, I was complaining to the tech guy because I'd been in the Apple store for about seven hours one day. And I was like, I'm supposed to be seeing historic sites. (laughs) And he's like, well, it makes you feel any better. This is an old theater from like the 1400s. So you are seeing a historic site. (laughs) Take some photos (laughs) while you write a check. (laughs) So Berlin, I I found with like Berlin that it's kind of like LA in in that it's really spread out. It's like a lot of, you got to find the neighborhoods. There's not like one central area that everybody goes to which I'm sure probably dates back to the fact that it was split in half. And, <laughs> but uh, it's come a long way. I I was amazed by how progressive it was and yeah. just so cool. And I had a great... One thing I really recommend to people traveling are the free walking tours. Like most cities in Europe have a free walking tour. I did a walking tour in Berlin, but it was not free though. Okay. They all almost have free... They're tip-based. So you go. They're four to five hour tours. They're really awesome. And they try hard because you're going to tip them. Mm-hmm. And loved it. Learned so much. It was, it was great. Yeah, I did one of those in Berlin. It was great. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, okay, so Germany. And then how long was this whole Europe trip? So altogether? I was there for three months. I did the full max. Three months. How long I could stay with the whole Shanghai. With your visa? Yes. Okay. So I did the full three months. And I didn't have anything planned except that I was going to spend Christmas in Budapest. Or Budapest. Budapest. Yes. One of my favorite cities in Europe. Now, one of my Beautiful. favorite, all-time favorites now. Beautiful. Yeah. So why Christmas there specifically? Because it was a free place to stay. Okay. <laughs> which is very important. How did you have a free um, place? I, my uncle is teaching over there at the university. Oh. Doing like an exchange and has an apartment there, but was traveling. So let me use the apartment. And so it was wonderful. It was on the... Is it Buddha the Pesh, Pesh? Pesh side, the okay. hilly side. Okay. And it, that is the Pesh side, right? I don't remember. And I, I really don't remember. Sorry to the, the people listening. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it overlooked the river looking at Parliament. And it was oh, just wow. breathtaking and beautiful. Although I felt like I was climbing Mount Everest every time like I went up to the apartment. But Did you um, go to those any of the ruined pubs there? I went in on like a walking tour, but oh, okay. I didn't go get crazy. I will say because I wasn't staying at a hostel and I didn't know anyone there. That was yeah. one place that I didn't actually socialize as much. I did a lot of walking and seeing the sights. But okay. yeah, the rune pubs are cool. Yeah, they are. Did you go to the... Uh, are the baths open? The baths were open. In winter? Yes, really? they are open, but I didn't go. I was... Okay, this is weird. I was nervous about going. I've heard some of them can be like kind of like shady if you're... A blonde solo female. Mm, I don't know. I just didn't feel like just doing it. I also have a weird thing about like public hot tubs. (laughs) I went to the Blue Lagoon because I figured that was like a really one like lifetime experience and it's natural. It's not just hot water being put into a big place with lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) But just stay in a hostel with the uh, tweakers in your bed. Right, right. And I actually did get... I think bed bugs in oh, no. in Vienna. Yeah, some oh, sort of that's frightening. Hostile transmitted a uh, bug bite. So what? Oh, really? But uh, doesn't that like attach it to you? So here's the thing: it, I didn't have to like boil my clothes or my sheets or anything. That's why I don't know if it was really bed bugs. Like I yeah. had bug bites all over me that had to have come from the hostel, but they oh. didn't continue on, and my clothes were okay. So that's like a like one of my nightmares. 
of heaven. I've had a lot of fun with bugs on this trip, as we will get to. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> every time I get, like come home from, especially from out of the country, and then I'm I'm empty in my suitcase. I'm just like, oh, did I, I bring back something? Did I bring I back just, some? Mm, and I brought it into my home. Evil insects. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so three months. What did you learn in these three months in Europe? What did what came out of this? I love America. Oh. <laughs> I miss Wi-Fi. I miss Wi-Fi. I miss writing checks. I miss tampons with applicators. Um, yeah, me too. Here, here. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. It's a problem. Wait a minute. They don't have... They don't have normal tampons in Europe. It's so frustrating. <laughs> well, it's normal to them. It's normal to them. I, I realized that I... The biggest epiphany, again, I'm too old to stay in hostels. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a great experience. I got to see so many cool things, and I met some really cool people. Uh, it was definitely a bit of an endurance trip. Like, I think just with the cold and being alone and so many things, like, I, I felt a huge sense of accomplishment just managing to, to do a lot of things. And I went to a lot of countries where they didn't really speak English that well, which was also, mm-hmm. you know, another, another big hurdle. But, I mean, yeah, I didn't, you know, I was disappointed that I didn't have any of those huge travel epiphanies you're supposed to have. I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. But... Well, you've been around enough that, you you know, you wanted to see what you wanted to see. And exactly. You saw it. Exactly. And I... My number one favorite place was Lisbon in Portugal. I loved Lisbon. It was so amazing. Isn't it cool? The Portuguese people were so wonderful. Just it was it was awesome. It was also sunny. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. Kept going south. (laughs) The um, yeah, I just found like when I did my three month thing a few years ago that it wasn't. I still love seeing new things, but you can get burned out. And I think what exhausts you is just the constant moving. Like I could go one place and live anywhere for three months. And then I, I said, at the time, I said, well, you know, if I'm going to do this again, yeah, I'm going to find a base and then just kind of take right. weekend tra- or travel, you know, from there, like a central It does. It gets thing. exhausting. It's the and, constant moving and packing right. and where am I going to stay? And this is, yeah. Well, and that's why I meet some people. They're doing all of Europe in like 21 days. And I'm yeah, like, that's nuts. you're not doing anything but traveling. I mean, I made a rule. I wouldn't stay anywhere like shorter than three days minimum. But I, I, I tried to do three to five, three to seven days. That's every, a good rule. Every place. But, you know, eating out of vending machine, just things, you know, doing your laundry in the sink, things like that. You don't realize how easy. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I would say gratefulness or, you know, <laughs> appreciation for right. how easy life is and, and also how affordable life is in the States. I mean, we complain LA is expensive, but compared to Europe. Yeah. It depends on where. Lisbon, I found to be. Lisbon was really affordable. Yeah. It was like half the price. That's one of the good, one of the, yeah. another good thing about it. So um, Lisbon, I think, was my number one by far. I would love to go back to Portugal and, you know, explore. And Salzburg was also really cool. Have you been there? It's been a long, long time. I was you didn't a, do the sound of music. I Tell me you didn't do the sound I was just about to say, I was such a dork. I totally you did, did the sound, the sound of, music? of music tour. It was awesome. I had to choose between that and the salt mines, and I did the salt mines. I did mines. both. Okay. So there. But I just, I never liked the movie. That's why. See, I grew up watching it. And we all did, but I just never liked it. Oh, I loved it. I was such a dork. But yes, we were all just completely geeking oh, out. I sang the songs in school choir. We did the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, absolutely. These are a few of my favorite things. I Coming know. up, I think it's the, is it the 70? It's a big anniversary of the Sound of Music this year. So they're planning all sorts of Sound of Music Well, that's why they did, was events. it the Oscars? Yes. They had, so yeah. this year, maybe after Copenhagen, you go to Salzburg and see what you missed yeah. out on. No, it's 50, 50 years. 50 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Wow. 50 years. <laughs> And some of the kids are still alive, the actual kids. Right, yeah. Yeah, the Von Trapp I have family. to admit this. I, it's my dumb blonde moment. But 
I didn't realize that it was a true story about a true family until I was on the tour. Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's all right. See? So I learned I'm sure a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of others that didn't know. Um, I realized, here's something educational I realized. I never understood just how horrible communism was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think like we all get, you know, that, you know, Nazi, all that stuff was bad and, you know, are aware of the impact that communism had. But until you're in places like Budapest, Budapest was, or whatnot, you don't yeah. understand that you, it was so, it was such a regime and how it destroyed everything. It was crazy. Did you tour the terror museum? I there? did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. In the ways, you know, you know, if you were taken over, like half the Europe was, you know, ruled by the allies like us right. and, you know, and rebuilt and, and then the, the Soviets got the other half. And if you were the Soviets who lost like, 20 million or something during the war they yeah. wanted like payback you know yes. they were so they took it and they took it yeah. you know and in many ways they were worse than nazis yeah. and so to hear like the stuff that went down there i learned a lot there as well like i had no idea me neither how bad it was yeah, yeah. so to, that's why when people talk about um like customer service mm-hmm. in some of these places like you go to former soviet countries like right. czech republic or Croatia sometimes, but Croatia is really touristy now. But I didn't, yeah, it, I didn't it goes see that from, in Croatia. But. It goes from like it, it, it takes. It hasn't been that long, you know. It, right after fifty years of this is what we got. Shut up and take it. To hi, how may I help you today? Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to take a while. It's you know they just customer service like they won't even look at you when you're. Mm-hmm. You know, you can stand there and nobody's going to ask you to help you or just they don't That's say thank you. It wasn't or, that long ago. Yeah. It seems like, like 20 it was a long years time now. Ago, but yeah. So this newer generation, it, you know, the younger people now didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. But the older people, yeah, they've seen it. They've seen everything. You know, yeah, so, so that was just, really interesting. And yeah, they're harder. They're a harder group. So that was three months there. You came back here. I didn't. I went straight from. That's when you straight, straight to Asia? I went straight to Asia from Madrid. Wow. Yeah, I flew from Madrid to Bali. Okay, and now it, we're getting into it. Then it all went down. Then it all went down. You've been waiting, folks. What happened here? <laughs> the, so, the, the dengue debacle, as yes, they call it. I remember, because they always warn you whenever you go into like Southeast Asia, dengue fever is a, is a big deal. And this is a mosquito transmitted? Yes. Okay. So uh, you were in Bali. Yes. Ready for some warm weather. You're going to relax. You're going to throw away the winter clothes. You're here. You are. I actually did throw away the winter clothes. You just threw them away? <laughs> I gave them to someone. Okay. Yeah. Good. So how long were you in Bali before you got sick? I was there about, I think, 18 days, maybe 14 or 18 days. So this is the first place you landed. Yeah. So trip. I landed there and it was going to be the start of three months in Asia. Wow. And okay. unlike Europe, where I really hadn't planned anything I had actually done some bookings in Asia. Mm-hmm. So I was spending about a month in Bali and throughout the different islands and whatnot. And then I was had a friend coming over from LA who already had her ticket to meet me in Thailand. And then I had a tour booked of Vietnam and Cambodia. Oh, wow. And from there, I was going to go to Hawaii to see a friend. So I, I had finally, which was nice because I get sick of that day-to-day. Going with the flow is stressful, you know? So I was yeah. like, oh, I have my trip planned out. And then... Yeah, about 14 days in, mm. the dengue came down, and I actually was about to leave the next day for a very remote island to go scuba diving. So at least it came on while I was still, you know, in Bali rather than on a little island where I'd probably have to get air vacked out or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, I dove on Gili Trawangan mm-hmm. uh, there, and uh, the diving was great. But you never made it out to the island. I never made it out there. Oh. I, so I never made it outside of Ubud. 
Oh, really? Um, and I thought of you because I remember when I told you I was going, you were like, there's too many white women wearing yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> and oh gosh, they have ruined it. Right? Oh, it's terrible. That damn book. That there's damn book. That damn book. Not only white women, but you know, like just that anyone who would hang out in Venice seems to have gone to Ubud yeah. and yeah, it was a bit much for me. And I don't meditating really do, and I don't doing... really do yoga. I like meditating. I actually went to a Buddhist monastery for New Year's in France. So I'm oh, there you go. very up for This for is your that, land. But, this is your people. Right. You know, and growing up, Hare Krishna, Krishna yeah. and whatnot. Is I, there a Krishna temple in Bali? You know, well, it's Hindu. Right. So I recognized a lot of that. You know, and I, I thought, you know, that Bali itself and the people and the offerings, and it was great. But I really did think that Ubud was just corrupted by a lot of expats yeah. and a lot of the... I consider myself a vagabond, but there's the people I think who've fully embraced it and they don't, they don't really live anywhere and they now hate America. They kind of hate, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, a, it was such a weird mentality. It's like you're me. running from something. You right, know, that's a, right. You know, let's be honest. You're really out here running from something. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. And, you know, I did a couch surfing meetup and, uh, okay. I did a few of those when I was, usually online. I do the meetups. They're great. And there was just like this, you know, creepy old man with long hair and crystals being like, Oh, whatever young ladies would like to stay at my house. And yeah. We can <laughs> stretch our chakras. I'm not making this up. And stretch there was, our chakras. there was like this, I don't know. That's what he calls his penis. Con, right. Yes. The chakras. <laughs> Mr. Chakra. Stretch my chakras. <laughs> you know, like there's contact, like play sessions, just really bizarre stuff, oh, like all masked weird. in the strange spirituality. So I wasn't supervising Ubud. Um, I went to some temples. It was beautiful, but like it was, right. it was the white people at Ubud who, who ruined it. And then um, you're in the monkey forest or whatever the... I stayed away because I'd been warned that so many people get bitten by the monkeys. Well, they do climb all over you if you're yes. not careful, especially and if you've got any food on you. They'll a few just... people I know had to go get a rabies shot. And wow. So I was, you know, in, in efforts to be healthy, was... <laughs> <laughs> and the death came from the sky. So, yes, yeah, so I got dengue fever. You, don't, you can't pinpoint the one time you got bit? And I can't. I mean, one... I was covered in bug bites. Of course. Yeah. And... I always get covered in bug bites. And here I wear the like 100% DEET. And they don't sell it over there for environmental reasons. Yeah, because it's horrible for the I don't care. Rub that stuff on me. (laughs) Rub it on me. I got some stuff from REI once. Where would I go? Oh, I went to the Amazon. First time I went to the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they said, get whatever. You know, so I got this stuff called jungle juice. Right. And it was like 98% DEET. It was crazy. But if you had to like, you got it on your clothes. You had to wash your clothes. You you had to wash your hands immediately. I rub it on my skin. It says only put on your clothes and I will put it on my skin. Anyway, I didn't have that with me. And they would only... Oh, here's some tea tree oil. Like, that's not going to (laughs) help. It's organic, man. Well, give me the Monsanto shit because... Right, right. So, and I asked if there were mosquito nets. I tried to buy a mosquito net. And really, no one seemed phased about all of the mosquitoes everywhere. And uh, some people traveling were like, oh, you know, stop complaining. Or you're being such, you know, an American girl. I'm like, no, I'm getting destroyed. I mean, I had welts the size of oh my like, God, dollar yeah. coins on, and I'd heard about dengue, but I was like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. So I know I, I, I'm a bit, I say the same thing as well. It's like, ah, that's, but do you want me to give a quick overview of the, well, I can. So how does it begin? Like flu like symptoms, like every other disease? Yeah. So basically I guess, you get bitten by a mosquito. It's not transmitted from people, only mosquitoes. And I thought I had a headache and went to sleep early and woke up within two hours with 104 fever. Oh, my God. And 
it's the nickname for it. It's called breakbone fever. It's the most painful thing. It feels like someone has hammered every single one of your bones and joints. It's just like it feels like your bones are breaking. Oh. Just horrific. I, I can honestly say a lot of it I don't even remember because I was in such a like fever delirium. But thinking, it's, I think it's the first time I've ever really thought like, I might die. Like I was in so much physical pain. I was like, I don't, I don't think I can tolerate can this. Can you even get up and get out of bed? No, it's like I remember it took me almost a half an hour to roll over and get my phone and was able to have someone at the home stay take me to the, the clinic. And there's no hospital in Ubud. And right. so first I went to the clinic. Luckily there, like they know what it is. So they test you for it hmm. right away. Yeah. Um, and then it lasts for eight days. So I spent eight days in the, in the hospital, in the clinic, in the hospital. I got moved to the hospital. Oh, there's a hospital in In um, Densipar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, In the capital. So, um, I went to the private hospital. Well, in Ubu, the the, the chakra guys, uh, he he comes around. It's like, you know what you need is a little massage. What's funny is another girl who was staying in the same area as me got it. And was, you know, thought it was bad energy moving through her or something. I was like, no, this is like where you need to take Western medicine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) so. So they move you to the hospital. Did they drive you there? It was like a two hour drive or something. Yes. So the people at the homestay were really sweet and they took me to the hospital. And um, I was on multiple IVs 24 hours a day the whole time I was there. God. It was it was really horrific, and then it turns into it's not like Ebola, and that it's not contagious the way Ebola is, but it's a hem, it can turn into a hemorrhagic fever. So basically, you start bleeding internally, bleeding externally, and it's like you couldn't brush your teeth because your mouth would bleed, things like that. Oh no! And so it, you know they watch all your blood levels and. There's no Wi-Fi in the hospital, oh, and I'm completely alone. The nurses don't speak English. Um, luckily, my doctor spoke English, and she had actually had dengue twice before, oh. so she was reassuring. But and I, the, my first few days, I thought, oh, I'm going to keep traveling, you know? Yeah. So What is it, like massive antibiotics, and what do they give you? That's the thing, is there's no real cure or treatment. It's basically making sure that you're not too dehydrated. And that your fever is not too high. So tons of, you know, just IVs for fluids. And then... Um, ice? They give you like it? They didn't give you any ice. They gave um, basically their version of like Advil or Tylenol to try and keep your fever down. Oh. Some pain medicine. Um, but yeah, you just sort of have to suffer through it. And then on the eight, eighth day, like your platelet levels rise again to their normal level. It's and, always around like the eighth day? Yeah, because it actually lasts in you for eight days. That's, that's the, way it, the way it works. So do you start feeling better? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So you get, you're, you get out of the hospital usually around eight days. Yeah. And then um, I stayed in a hotel for two days because they didn't know when they were going to release me. And I literally just stayed in this room with air conditioning because I was terrified of the mosquitoes. Because I'll get to this, but you can get it again. And when you get it again, you can often die. It's like oh. way worse. So... I flew back in a wheelchair uh, with like an eight-hour layover in Australia. Oh, so you went from Bali to, to Australia. Sydney? Yeah, to Sydney, oh. to LAX. And uh, you could just tell the lady next to me like probably thought I had Ebola. Like it was oh. just so like, I looked horrible. She's I got mean. a mask. Right. Like, <laughs> and I ended up going to my parents' house. It took me about three to four weeks to fully recover um, it was just, it wiped, wiped me out. 
Could doctors here do anything by the time you get here? Um, no, I mean, I went for some blood tests just to make sure that everything was, oh. was normal again. But there's absolutely nothing you can do. There's no vaccine for it. There's no like prophylactic, like like anti-malarials or anything that exists. It's, oh man, there's nothing you can do about it. And I mean, obviously, I, I'd heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. It kills hundreds of thousands of people across the world. Oh yeah, it's a big deal every year. And I I don't know if this is true, but I read some stat that more like soldiers in the Vietnam War probably died from dengue than they did from actual combat. Oh yeah. Um, and God, that sounds cr- awful. Crazy. You'd think there think there'd be some money in it that would get some pharmaceutical company Absolutely. to come up with a vaccine. Well, maybe that's it. There's like the countries that it happens in are poor. They right. can't make enough money. Right. But did you? Uh, so now is this something that's always in you, within you now that you're susceptible? Yeah. So this has put a damper on my my traveling. So you can't go back to Asia. I, I can't. Basically, what oh, happens no. is there's five strains of the disease. And you become immune to the one you had, but the likelihood of getting that same one is rare. Usually a different strain mosquito is going to get you. And if that happens, your body attacks it almost like an autoimmune disease. And so a lot of people die the second time they get it. Or my doctor, who had it twice, it took her seven months to recover. She was in bed for seven months. And so... I basically can't go anywhere unless they come up with this vaccine. Back to Iceland. Right. Back to Iceland. <laughs> Shockingly, South Africa doesn't have dengue. It has like every other terrible mosquito-borne disease. Really? But not dengue. Hmm. Um, so that's on the list. But South America has it. Mexico. Even Key West has dengue. So it's got to be like tropical. It's, a, it's all about tropical. tropical. Yeah, yeah. Jungle. Yeah. So. South Africa is not really tropical. It's. I guess it's drier. It's yeah, it's drier. It's like deserty. California. Right. Almost right. like. So, yeah, you know, and I, all I can say, people get travel insurance. Mm. Like, get travel. You had it or you didn't? I had it. Okay, so and what did that do? It paid so, for your flight home? and Yeah, I mean, I think the hospital stay overall was about $8,000, eight or $10,000, wow. which is nothing by American oh, standards. Oh, this is America. It would be, be 800000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so my first two nights I put on my credit card and then travel insurance kicked in. And um, they covered, they paid the hospital bill directly after that. Wow. They, I mean, it took a lot of work and letters and whatnot, but they ended up paying for all my canceled other flights, visas, everything I had, my flight back home. Um, so I can't recommend it enough. That's great. And then people think it's, oh, should I get this? I go, it's, it's really cheap, right? I mean, how much did it cost? Like, I mean, I think insurance. I got a whole year worth of travel insurance and it was like $200 for the year. Yeah. And you can go for shorter amounts, like $15. I mean, so worth it. Absolutely. Uh, but Boy, so yeah, God, so, so scary. needless to say, Bali is not my <laughs> fondest. And you never made it back up to, you never got to go to Vietnam. Or... I never got to go anywhere. Oh, and, and yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever get to see Asia. And then I think right when I came back, you were taking off on your trip to Thailand. Yeah, I was going to I Thailand. So and I, don't, get, don't get that. Don't get <laughs> Oh, that sucks. But that's so, hard. Yeah, it was. You know, I think I fully recovered now, um, but it was definitely. I mean, those eight days in the hospital were pretty, pretty miserable. So you feel good? I feel okay. You know, it does weird things like it can trigger like headaches or arthritis. Or I don't think I'm like a hundred, hundred percent. But overall, I feel good. Yeah, and and so I've just started traveling in the U.S. now. Where were you? When did you get back? What month did you get? So back? I got back in February. Okay, so since and then, 
since then. You've so been, you were recovering. I were recovering. And now you're healthy. I'm healthy. And then I saw that you were you went to Nashville. Of all places. I don't know why you picked this city out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to admit, probably subconsciously, because of the TV show. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Okay, you're a fan. I love the show. And you, you a fan of country music? I am. I grew up in Oregon. Like Garth was my first concert. You know, like so I am. What Oregon is? I don't think of like the hub of country music. No, but it was like a lot of white people, rural, though, small that's for town, sure. like like very country. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, people went deer hunting. You know, the whole. Well, sort sure. Of, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oregon growing up was not at all like Portland. Now it yeah. wasn't. Like, I think more of it. And... It's more like Ubud. Now that's Portland. Portland. That's Portland. That's Portland. <laughs> the rest of it is like yeah. down home. Yeah. Gotcha. It's so, Wisconsin. <laughs> it's yes. basically yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just decided. You know, I've always wanted to go to Nashville. And you've never been. Never been. Okay, I've been there a bunch because I was sh- I shot a show there once, and then right. uh, for the last couple of years, I had gone back to do uh, host something, a tent at the uh, Fan Fest, oh, the cool. CMA Fan Fest. Uh, didn't do it this year. Didn't get a call. Hmm. Aww. What the <laughs> hell? Nashville? <laughs> Damn it. ABC. Um, but I, I got to say, of all the cities they could have sent me to, not a bad town. Yeah. It's fun. It was really fun. I, you know, the country so music I, thing can get a little... It's almost like Hollywood here. Right. That it's very, you know, you know that every waiter or bartender behind there... He's trying to... Has a, he has a demo. And I think <laughs> that's know? something that... I liked, though, is that there was still that cool, creative, artsy thing going on. Oh, yeah, it was definitely. But not something that I was a part of. Yeah. Because, like, in L.A., being a, you know, somewhat failed stand-up or, or whatnot, it's always, like, kind of in your face. And I was like, oh, here's some cool, creative endeavor that, like, I don't want to achieve. You right, know? right, Which right. Was- <laughs> but also, because there, you know, people think, it, oh, it's all country. It's not, because, like, especially a lot of people here, I, I was just talking, who was this? Some musician uh, we were talking about. Uh, we were trying to track him down for this uh, other music podcast mm-hmm. I hosted, and we were doing an interview and say, "Oh, he moved to Nashville," um, because I think they realize, especially if you're living off royalties, yeah, you know, they can sell their house here in L.A. and go to Nashville and live well, songwriting, and, and they can still work in the business. They can produce. There's mm-hmm. there's studios there. When like especially after Jack White moved down there, and he's got a whole thing going. Yeah. So a lot of rock uh, musicians record their stuff there. So there's. There if you're was, in the music industry, that's the it's, it's L.A., New York, and there exactly. And so it's yeah, it's very and it's livable. I just thought it was you know so pretty and just the trees and the, the houses. And then I did all the country music stuff. I got to see right. Reba at the Opry. And, <laughs> but actually, my mom came and visited me for a week, and she doesn't like country music, but she still really enjoyed like Dylan and Cash was at the museum. There's yeah. so much music history there. Elvis. Like, oh, yeah. Completely, like you said, it has nothing to do with, with country. And there's, yeah, and there's still like, but there, every so often the South will rear its head there. You have to remind you that yes. like, oh, yeah. I was oh, yeah. there while the NRA convention was oh, in Nashville. <laughs> so. Or football season rolls around and they all of a sudden care way too much about the University of Tennessee. Right. And yes. it was like, okay, it's a little the much. Bulls, yeah, little much. yeah. But uh, so that was fun. And the drive cross country was, was cool. I did it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But oh, you drove. I drove. Wow, yeah. look at you. Yeah. You got to see a lot of this great nation. Yes. That's so a hell of a drive. I drove and I, I did the 40 because I've done the 10 way right. too many times. So I did the 40 and... The old Route 66 up until you get to so, Oklahoma City. Yep. And, uh, you know, stopped at Cadillac Ranch in Texas. Sure. 
spray painted a you know University of Miami logo on one of the good for you for you know that will last a day or two. Yeah, <laughs> I had never been to there. What part of Texas is that? Amarillo. Oh, it is in Amarillo. Yeah. I went through Amarillo. I, was, I remember the always remember the big Texan. Oh the, yeah, uh, the sign on the highway, yeah. the, the steak place. You and, eat a seventy-two uh, ounce steak, you get what? You right, get you free. get free or something. Yeah, and then yeah. you die immediately. <laughs> then yeah, you, you go into shock. So yeah, I was there for a month. Did the drive, came back for a wedding. Every time I go traveling, someone is getting married. And my trips always revolve around coming back for the wedding. Always. It's just like a... See, you realize, though, as you get older, I can tell you this right now, you can, it's okay to skip. You can skip the wedding. <laughs> and, and as people get older, as your friends get older, especially if it's their second wedding, they, right. don't, they don't give a shit. Well, they, they understand. Not that they don't care, but they understand, they understand if you can't make it. It's, yeah. you know, they're mellow, especially if they're paying for it themselves. Well, and I feel like by the time if I ever get married, no one's going to come to a wedding because everyone is so wedding out, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I've been back. Then I was, like I said, in Orange County for a while doing some real work at the office. And I'm about to take off on another road trip. Where to now? I'm heading up to Oregon um, okay. to see my family. The homeland. The homeland. Sure. And then I'm going to go to, I think I've never really done, I, I was a kid, but I've never really gone back to Big Sur or Sequoia or any of that. So I think I might check some of that out. Beautiful. And. You know what I haven't seen as much of is like the, the coast of California north of San Francisco. Yeah. Like I've seen really it up either. to San Francisco, mm-hmm. but I'd like, I, I shot some stuff we were in, but inland, like by Mount Shasta and okay. all that stuff, but not along the coast. Yeah. So I'd like to see that. I guess it's very wood, woodsy. And... Right. So we'll see. I, I don't have any return date or plan. I might go check out Yosemite. Although someone told me that Yosemite is basically sold out. That, like, what do you mean? Tickets. You can't get tickets because all these tour companies book them out. So you can't just show up one day and be like, hey, I want to get into the park. Oh, no. Because, so, well, to camp, you got to get, right. you got to be way in advance. Right, you might yeah. be able to see it for a day, though. So I hope, I hope I can go see, you know. I got two that. states left I haven't been to. Which ones? Uh, Montana and Wyoming. Okay. Well, do you want to? So, I got to do Yellowstone. Do That's wanna, what we got to see. Yes, Yellowstone. Yes. Do you wanna, That's the thing. Do you want to hop in the car with me? <laughs> Maybe. It, it, might get, it might get there. Well, I got a big trip planned already. Yeah, you're I don't going... know when you're going to back. You got no uh, end date on this I thing. have no end date. People are starting to wonder now. You can answer this. Like, A, they're wondering, okay, because this is the answer, you know, we all have to answer. This is the question we all have to answer mm-hmm. to people who ask us who travel all the time. Well, how can you afford all that? Right, right. And uh, so you can answer that. I always have my own answers, but you can go ahead. Well... I have been working the entire time right. I've been traveling. You're doing so billable hours. I'm doing billable hours. Uh, contrary to a lot of people's beliefs, I'm not on vacation for a year. You know? yeah. I get that a lot. Like, oh, it must be nice to take a vacation for a year. Right. Um, and as you know, traveling is not a vacation. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, it, can so, be, it can be both. Yeah. So I've actually managed to pay my massive student loans, pay my health insurance, like pay all my expenses aside from rent, but I do pay for storage um, of being a normal, you know, working member of society. And then I have been doing mainly hostels and very cheap. Um, The funny thing is now that I'm in America, like I've never stayed in a hostel in the States and I don't think I ever will. Like, it's just so different. You know what I did though? I went, I went to a media event uh, a couple weeks ago at, at Santa Monica at the international hosteling international place there. I've done comedy shows there. You did. Yes. That hostel it's nice. is huge. Yeah. It's huge and it's nice. It's and also sixty dollars a night for like an eight person dorm. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, it's very expensive. Oh, that's expensive, but not for not for L.A., not for Santa Monica, right, two blocks right, from the beach. Right. I mean, we would have stayed there. Yeah, we would have bitched about it. The whole that was so expensive. But you know, <laughs> it, it was you know it was, it was the cleanest, nicest. You know, a hostel I've ever seen, you know, but yeah. I've never seen any others in the States. I have no right. idea. It's just, it's just something we don't, we yeah, don't do Yeah, we don't here. do. Yeah. But uh, it's been nice. I've, you know, my car now has almost 180,000 miles and it's still going strong. Did the drive back and forth. Going to do it again. Maybe. Have you been to Mount Rushmore? Yes. Is it really no, lame wait a minute. or is it No, cool? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Um, I've been to, is it South or North Dakota? That's North Dakota. Or South, right, that's South Dakota. South, that's South Dakota. Dakota. Uh, been to South Dakota, but not that part okay. of it. So okay. um, I heard, you know, you go there, I've you see mixed, it. Yeah, you go there, you see it. See and you're it. like, oh, <laughs> I saw it. You snap your photo, and then right, all right, I guess we're in sort of South Dakota now. So, so uh, yeah, but the so, Badlands are cool. You can this yeah, part of that, you know, nature-wise. But want to check that out? You drive really fast because it's like there's no trees or anything. Like there's nothing to see. Like how fast you're going, right. you know, just right. nothing whizzing by you. So you look down and you're going 105. You're like, Oh my God, Sorry, I got to slow down. Always set my cruise control. Cause I find it so easy. Yeah, It's like a to... moonscape. You're just, yeah. Oh man, I got to yeah. slow down. So yeah. be careful. I will. I but will. then, yeah, like that's great that you can work on the road. That's awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm lucky to have a, you know, and also you're not who... paying rent here I'm while not, you're gone. Right. You're not... not paying rent here. And, and that's another thing is, you know, sort of having that motivation just to put my stuff in storage and go do it because it's really hard to pack up stuff. And if you have a good lease, you're not going to leave it. So, well, now that you're limited, (laughs) uh, for Asia at least, and maybe parts of the Amazon and things like that. Um, what does the future hold now? Where are you, where's the next thing other than driving to Portland, any foreign trips planned or I would love to go to South Africa. That's really my, my number one. And I've always said that's a place I don't want to go alone, but I'm sort of coming around to this. You really can can do it. You can go almost anywhere alone. And, and so I think that's going to be the next place. I think the hardest part for a woman to go alone would probably be like a Muslim country or something like that. Right. Right. Like I want to hit Morocco maybe later. I've been told if I went to Morocco to dye my hair brown Um, or wear the, uh, head wrap or something. I mean, that's the thing. I, I hate to say it, but I do think traveling as a woman is different and well, sure. you yeah. have to always be on guard yeah. and you know which it just is how it is although i guess that's probably the same in big cities too we're just used to yeah the big cities so yeah for me it was always like that's one of the reasons i've put off the uh greek islands for so long because mm-hmm. it's one of those places that's like ah, i want to you got to bring a girl you know any romantic right, island right, like, i, I don't want to be the dude by himself it's just nothing but couples mm-hmm. on their honeymoon mm-hmm. Everywhere it's like Maui, you know, yes. there for a trip, yes. and it was just like, oh, so uh, all couples, huh? After nine o'clock, everybody's back in their rooms, and you're just, all right. I'll yeah. look at that sunset alone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was interesting. Sometimes I actually wanted more alone time when I was traveling because yeah. being in hostels, I always felt like I was, or you know, all the sites were so crowded. But then sometimes you definitely get during the get day. A I never, lonely. yeah, I never have a problem during the day because I'm always out doing stuff or mm-hmm. seeing things or doing things. But it's only at night when you want to like have a nice meal and like, right, or, you know, right. just. And I feel too like a lot of people like want me to come back with some exotic foreign boyfriend or like they want these stories, you know. And... Give us one, come on. No, no uh, swarthy Italian oh, man. Or... Oh. I don't think we have any good stories. I tend to I tend to meet terrible British men when I travel. <laughs> that seems to be my 
my uh do they think you're british at first or something no or? i just i don't know it seems to be i have an, a british ex-boyfriend and just i i don't know something about well, the communication you can get you know i always say the, easy. the uncircumcised pricks you know literally and figuratively <laughs> i seem to be my thing um, the drunken yobs of the yeah <laughs> the wankers the wankers <laughs> the uncut wankers god it's so weird. But it's just it's funny traveling, you know, so many people are so young or getting so wasted and then there's the couples. And again, I really Yeah, think we're in that middle ground. In that middle ground. We're not doing the retiree, you know. But there's trips a market yet. for this. I think um I, I read something recently that was uh, a, a poll that they did that uh, like the increase in solo travelers mm-hmm. is really especially now as the bo- the boomers are retiring right, as well and right. a lot of them are divorced and they yeah. want to see things. Yeah. So there's groups you can join, and again, they're afraid of being stuck with like 80 year olds, you know, right, on a bus, right. you know, which was a fear of mine, you know. Um, Intrepid was always, you know, pretty decent with that. That's what I've used. That's who I signed up for for my Cambodia Vietnam okay. tour that, that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, I think, a growing area and something that could, could be tapped into. And, and single women over, I think, 40 are like the fastest growing demo of all of them. Interesting. Uh, of traveling, solo travelers. Right. Because they're not afraid to go on their own yeah. anymore. Right. They, they used to be. Grown up, yeah. They're like, oh, I would never go unescorted without, you know, <laughs> or in a big group or something. Well, you know. people always say, oh my gosh, you're so brave. So brave, I'm yes. not going to like a war zone. I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> appreciate it, but... So funny you say that about a friend of mine I knew from Texas. She moved to London I said, what's the dating scene like? She says, you know, I just can't get used to, like, uncircumcised. Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's so normal there. But, uh, like, here, like, everybody, if you're around, uh, you know, my age, or in your 30s, your 40s, or older, like, 30s through 50s, yeah. they just, they did it to just about every boy, you know, because yeah, it, it was supposed to be, like, a, a big health Jewish thing. Jewish thing. It's a, just a, all the hospitals And now they're finding it. it's really not necessary as long as you... I don't know. I mean, there are so. benefits, but you know, my mom studied this. She did HIV research and okay. stuff like that. And so there is something in terms of HIV right. transmission, but you I know. don't know. My mom being supernatural always like has fights with me about some futuristic son I'm going to have and saying that I should not circumcise him. And I'm always like, trust me, mom, he's going to be snipped. <laughs> like just for his chance with girls, he's going to be snipped. It's um, all about what you're used to. <laughs> I'm sure. I wonder if it's weird for like... Uh, European girls, girls when they come here. Right. Be like, yeah, I bet it is. It's got to be like, where's the rest of it? Oh. Was, <laughs> they took it from me. That's so funny. But um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, uncircumcised pricks and bidets are like the two lasting impressions <laughs> yeah. of, of Europe. So you never get to Japan. You can go to Japan. There's no dengue fever there. I probably could. Yeah. And there, that's cold. cleaner than here. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Talk about toilet technology. That's the greatest. They have like the heated oh, seats the and the, like all of that, right? Amazing. Like this shot of water right in the perfect spot. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, it's really impressive. We're <laughs> far behind on our toilet technology. And our credit cards, apparently. And our credit cards. I can't believe how slow we've been, you know, leading the way on so much stuff like that. Right. With the internet and everything like that. We, there must be some way. I don't know why we, we haven't gone to the... Yeah, it's on. Because, like, especially when I, like, in London, you go to the restaurant, and mm-hmm. the waiter will come by with his little machine. Right. And you Every just... waiter has one, like, clipped to their belt, yep. and then you just hand it to them, and they'll give it to you right there. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I got to get a picket, run back to the machine, give 
I can't we have it. I can't believe we don't have it at every comedy club here. Yeah, that would you know, just make like it you serve it. To, so you're not dropping checks. I feel though in Europe though people have debit cards. They don't have credit cards. Maybe did, did you find that I got a lot of I don't know a lot of oh my gosh you're American and then you get to hear the you know oh you're fat you don't have a passport George Bush yeah. like instant yeah, yeah. instant things and then um they always think that we're all in debt and I guess a lot of us are all in yeah. debt but it's interesting a lot of people didn't have any sort of credit card and I don't know oh, for yeah, me, yeah. like I do most of my traveling for miles I've earned on my credit cards me so too I me too I that and frequent great. flyer miles yeah. I mean that's how I rack them up yeah. that's how I've gotten most of them so yeah they're there is that feeling of, um, and I get it. I mean, right. they, they've been burned in the past, but there's right. the idea of like spending what you don't have just seems weird. <laughs> I know. I certainly Or getting a mortgage like or giant mortgage that you can't afford. You know, they're like, why would you? And they, uh, maybe they're not wrong. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I live, the points do help a lot. Yeah. And I always tell them, it's like, no, that's fine. As long as you pay it off every month and there's I do. no big yeah so do I, I purposely charge everything though for the miles and the points yeah if you carry yeah. a balance then you're paying you know 14 to 20 right. something percent right. then yeah right. then you're an idiot that's yeah. a, then you can't do the mileage burns and all yeah. that other you know credit card racking up but uh, that's a whole other show and i've done those shows <laughs> with the uh credit hackers okay so i'm glad to see you're healthy thank you i'm glad you could make it i'm sorry you got sick so be it. You know, maybe something terrible could have happened to me in the rest of my trip, mm-hmm. like even worse. So I feel like, you know, just not supposed to be in Asia. It's cool. Well, I'm going to play your mom here. I'm like, we're worried about you. Are you going to settle down? What's going to happen? Are you gonna, can you think you could handle like one place? Like, I want to handle one place. Like I do. Right. I want a lease. I want a house. I want all that. But I have to say, I think, and I don't know if you feel this way too, like the more you travel, the harder it gets. So you get a little more restless or just, I don't know. So yeah. sometimes I feel like, it's traveling ruined my ability to commit. <laughs> I know it does a little bit. You know, um, yeah. If I'm hope, I'm going to be here for more. If I'm in the country for like more than a few months or three, four months, I'm like, I start feeling the itch. I start checking the maps and like flight deals or right. I, can, I, like, I got to get out. out. I got to get out. So I am excited though, just that I'm exploring America more because I think you always just take it for granted it's here. And, yeah. And now just because of the dengue thing, I'm you know, and there's some really cool cool things and I do love sort of the freedom I get from having my car and not having to figure out transportation yeah, is... and having stuff in my car I don't know I just, a lot of things great. are very easy for yes. us here yes very easy very easy um, yeah this journalist I met is an English journalist up in Canada on this trip that you know he was asking me about Mexico he wanted to see more of Mexico mm-hmm. just like and I had to admit like yeah I just really haven't seen a lot of it yeah like the whole west coast of Mexico I've never been right and he's like really we're gonna go I go, yeah, I, I guess it's one of those things that, like the States, you know, you figure it's there. Yeah, it's always there. I can get, I mean, if I didn't go for work, I probably wouldn't have seen right. uh, as, you know, nearly as many States as I have. Right. You know, which is 48 I've been to, but that's so impressive. Work has brought me to a lot of those. Yeah. But, you know, doing comedy on the road for you know, a long time too. But so I don't really know what's going to happen next. I don't have, like I said, any huge overseas trips planned but how about staying in law you want to stay in that i'm gonna still be an attorney yeah i mean if you can hey, work i have remotely, the best arrangement awesome. that exists and i you know like the people i work with and i like the type of law i do so i see no reason to change is, that i mean if i won the lottery who knows well, what yeah. would happen what do they think of you like your coworkers traveling around all over the place <laughs> while they're stuck in orange county <laughs> no that's i mean it's a decision at the same time you know I, I work hourly. I don't have a full-time salary or something. So I think there's there's perks. And 
you know, and maybe if I was married or settled down or it would be different, but I kind of just feel like right now while I have a flexible job and I don't have a serious relationship that why not? Because I feel like one day I am going to be tied down and wish I'd gone to all these places. So, yeah. you know, why not? I'd... It never ends. <laughs> Once you keep going, it's just like, oh, there's that place too. I haven't been there. Right, oh. right. But you along how with big that, the if, world if, is. if anyone wants to go traveling with me, I'm certainly not <laughs> opposed to going somewhere with someone. <laughs> well, I'm going to Copenhagen later in the fall. I met a really cool guy in Copenhagen and uh, he was telling me about all the cool festivals. And it's oh, just, yeah. Awesome. So who knows? I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you and your $17 piece of pizza has got me scared now. <laughs> I'm going to need like people. If anybody's listening and has a cheap place to stay or there you go. cooks, I'll, I'll clean. I'll do something. <laughs> um, but thanks for coming. Yeah, thank Is you it, for having me. Do you have anything else you want to plug or do anything? Or? I don't. I'm actually here just to talk to you, not to, not to plug anything. And you're homeless, so you need a place to like, sit for a little while. I have Wi-Fi. Maybe I <laughs> yeah, I just came over here to use your use Wi-Fi. Your, <laughs> I'm like the Starbucks. And your toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She brought like her shower stuff. That's weird. <laughs> but thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having I me. I know it was a pain that you had to deal with traffic and stuff. Oh, but, it's fine. Uh, well, thank you. Good to see you again. You too. Safe travels. Wear the bug spray. Yeah. <laughs>